That night I had a dream. It means nothing to me. I drifted off thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. Uh, chemical super freak, but I still need a gun. But now I was haunted by a vision of... Oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> he was horrible. Mouth to dildo, dildo, ass, ass to ass. Hi, Blanche. Anal bees. A man with all the powers of hell at his command. We don't have time to meet his lawyer! I'm going to detain a flyer for enjoying his whiskey. Oh, bitch, is this in 3D? No, but your face is. You could turn the day into night. I'm a mall. I got a thing. I was. And laid the waste to everything in his path. I work on Wall Street, you know, with the big buildings. I live in an apartment with a doorman, and I can buy almost anything I want. over by the wall. Bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on little things. Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. The helpless and the gentle creatures. You mean my leg? And it's like a battle between motors and horses. Like technology versus horse. I never just rode before a gun. Let the scorched earth in his wake be foul on even the sweet desert breeze that whipped across his brow. It's like unbeatable. I didn't know where he came from or why. Not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here. I don't know if you would dream or vision. But I feared that I myself had unleashed him. You still like Italian? Welcome back to the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. I'm Abby. And this week we're going down the holiday road as we get ready to... Drive. Angry. Shot in 3D. Yes. Uh, welcome to the year 2021. Uh, for those who have not listened to other podcasts, Devin and I both got Nicolas Cage gifts for one another without coordinating about that beforehand. Correct. Devin's is a threat. My gift to you? Yeah. You just said that we're going to have to watch uh, David Lynch's Wild at Heart. David Lynch's Wild Heart is a fantastic movie in many lists of best of the 90s films. Oh, I am I am excited to see that, but you also literally got it for me on DVD and you got me a DVD player. Truth. Well, that's because I was trying to help with expenses because that movie is not available to stream anywhere. Well, we just need to call up Michael Criterion and be like, hey, you should get Wild at Heart on the Criterion, so then us with our Hulu... Membership can watch it. Googling whether Michael Criterion is an actual human. Well, I just got put onto what's it called? The Shout Factory is the one who had it. Ah. Well, and they're pretty good with their DVD releases, but it's always just kind of wild stuff. Michael Criterion is not a real person. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, Michael Criterion, the guy who wrote Jurassic Park and the Andromeda Strain. And also the Criterion Collection. Look, rich people do weird shit with their money. I figured there could have been a Michael Criterion who started the fucking Criterion Collection. I had to do a Google. Okay. Fair. I mean, the Guinness. I also assumed you're going for a Michael Crichton vibe, but yeah. I mean, I just picked Michael as a random name, but I mean, it could be like a Guinness Book of World Records and Guinness Beer having the same origin point. 
You know about that, yes, Eddie? I was reading the Great Period of Direction Wikipedia and didn't actually process the last, like, 15 words you said. Oh, Guinness Beer and the Guinness Book of World Records. I'm not a fucking same. idiot. There's people who don't know that, Abby. I've been to the Guinness factory. I know what's up. There. Nice. I was 14. I have seen the outside of this factory. And Michelin tires and the Michelin stars are the same thing. Yes. Anyways, uh, regardless of how many tires you can eat at a restaurant... Uh, we are watching Drive Angry, a movie that also features tires, and that I have not seen in, like, over a decade, maybe? Because I know I watched it after I graduated college, when I was just randomly renting DVDs, and I think you might have recommended it to me, Devin? Probably. Also, it couldn't have been over a decade ago, because you weren't, you were still in college a decade ago. Also, this movie is not quite 10 years old yet. This is the 10th anniversary in Fair. about a month and a half. Okay, so it would have been after I graduated college then. But back when Netflix DVDs were still something that you would actually rent. Technically, you still can. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think most of the users do. No, there's, I was like reading a whole thing. There's like, there's a weird subset of people who that's all they do. They don't do the streaming. That's wild. Mm -hmm. That's why they haven't gotten rid of it. Yeah. What is the age range of those people? And or do they just like live out in the middle of nowhere where they can get mail, but they can't get. Well, I don't know, because no, but but even like I'm pretty sure you can get Wild at Heart on through Netflix DVD. Or you might want the uh, director's features and that sort of thing. There's that too. Or like the movie they'd have to buy because, again... No streaming service has it. I don't know if it's good, but I'm very interested in it. Mm-hmm. A little film called Thrashing. It's where Josh Brolin's a, it's where Josh Brolin's a skateboarder and has to take on the the bad gangs of other skateboarders who are after him in a downhill skateboarding race. What age Josh Brolin is this? Eighty six, Josh Brolin. Nineteen eighty six. Not Josh Brolin is eighty six. This is a weird movie from the future. Truth, yes, nineteen eighty six. Josh Brolin, okay. Red Hot Chili Peppers and Tony Hawk are also in it. Oh, so it's God, just like... what a perfect middle eighties trifecta right there. So also, I'm just... gonna send a picture of him too because I want you to see if you can also agree with me on who you think Josh Brolin looks like in this picture. So it's just like a Police Academy three. Yes. I'm waiting for this picture, and you never counted on the last picture know. that I sent you, Devin. Which is war. What, on that weird Gengar thing? Yeah, we did. We talked about it. Oh, that's right. We talked about it. Oh, Hasselhoff. Yeah, I, I see a Hasselhoff or like a overly buff Luke Skywalker. See, that's not, that's not who I'm feeling. Who are you feeling? J-Beebs. Yeah, me. I can see it. If you took like his two thousand eight haircut and stuck that on his adult face, yeah. mm-hmm. weird Photoshop beeps. The other ones were also good answers too. I'm glad we all contributed something. 
All right, but uh, Drive Angry, we have determined that it, it came out in 2011, so happy 10th anniversary, Drive Angry. What Can else? I give my summary of what I think this movie is about? Yes. I believe that Nicolas Cage has to go save his daughter and or wife in some sort of st- via some sort of street race competition and or from some sort of street race competition. I definitely think the blonde in the cover is his daughter and or wife. Yes. You go with that. In this case, I will not explain what the movie is about. <laughs> we will talk about that afterwards. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, this is also on the Peacock. Oh, neat. Yeah, they have a whole Nicolas Cage collection. I knew that, but... Mm-hmm. So, uh, anything else we say before we start driving angry? No, everything else can be discussed afterwards. Put on your snow chains! And make sure your headlights are on, because it's time to drive angry. Drive Angry, and Abby, you wanted to describe the movie? Bunker Balls! Bunker Balls! Bunker Balls! Very true. Uh, Devin, I don't think you've done a summary. Or at least not recently. Not for a while. So basically, Nicolas Cage plays John Milton, who a man who we don't really know what he's here for. We later discover he is bust out of hell to try to rescue his granddaughter, who is going to be sacrificed to a cult by uh, a man named Jonah King, played by the fantastic Billy Burke. Now along the way, he meets uh, Amber Heard, and they kind of team up to go try and rescue his granddaughter, all while being chased by the also amazing William Fickner, who plays the accountant, a man who has come from hell to bring Nicolas Cage back. And he has until basically the uh, full moon to stop this from happening. That's pretty much the entire movie. This is a very B-plot film. There's (laughs) not... I I actually commented to Luke how little plot this film had. Mm -hmm. It was a grindhouse. Yeah. Like, down... Pure through the core. I think if people went in expecting something more than Grindhouse, that's what they'd have the problem with more. Because I will say, the four main actors do their job. Mm-hmm. Like Cage as John Milton, which is a reference to the writer, John Milton of Paradise Lost. Shit. Does his job. Amber Heard like acts the hell and she apparently signed up for this role just because most of her lines were swearing <laughs> nice Beautiful. and yeah william fickner as the accountant is just 
fascinating to watch. Like, he does such a good enigmatic, and especially with, like, the twangy guitar stuff that they have behind him, a very, like, Twin Peaksy vibe to him. And then Billy Burke just looks like Evil House Sparks. The comedian. He gets the job done. Who's House Sparks? Uh, he used to be on like G4 and like MTV a lot on like the I Love the 90s and those sorts of shows. Yeah. That's who came to my mind. I thought of him as Billy Burke, a.k.a. Bella's dad. Ah, yes. Christ. I'm a cracker. Sheriff Swan. Well, the best is Roger Ebert's review for it, which he gave the film two out of four stars and called it an exercise in deliberate vulgarity, gross excess, and the pornography of violence, not to forget garden variety pornography. You get your money's worth. <laughs> I mean, he is not incorrect. Nope. That certainly was a film. I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun film. It knows exactly what it is. Also, I just love reading the IMDb facts for this, which includes Nicolas Cage originally wanted to shave his head and sport a full tattoo on his cranium. You he mean was he talked didn't want to look like Dog the Bounty Hunter? He does very much look like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, especially in the opening scenes. He mm -hmm. just fucking straight up looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. So yeah, initially... They had written the John Milton part for, like, a 70-year-old man. And then Nicolas Cage heard about it and was like, yeah, I wanted to do this. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll rewrite the fuck out of this. Which makes sense in, like, a lot of ways. Yeah, like, the you should be dead part definitely makes more sense. Mm -hmm. If he's, like, 70 as opposed to, like, 45 to 50. Yep. Oh, 100%. Because the why are you dead part is truly never explained. I mean, he was in a deal that went bad, but it also doesn't explain, like, how many of the people knew him. Or, yeah. like... Or, like, the guy at the busted ball should have been way more freaked out to see him than he actually was. Mm -hmm. Especially if he had not aged. Because busted balls guy was, like... 60? Yeah. Probably. Where we would have, would have had late 40s Cage at this time, too. Yeah, and he supposedly would have died in, like, 1988-ish? Yeah. Yeah. Cars, a woman who continues to orgasm during a shootout, and guns. One of two wow. great scenes that happen where there's a sex scene. Wow. Also having a gun shoot out. Yes. Everyone has seen the hit film Shoot 'em Up. Clive Owen also has that as well. That's the one with the carrots as well. Hell yeah. Yep. It's like a woman has an incredibly ability to stay on that dick. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it, but also she was highly traumatized afterwards. 100%. She is mm -hmm. never having sex again. Mm -hmm. Nope. 
Also, wild fact, uh, Amber Heard's character's ex-boyfriend, fiance, was played by the guy who wrote the script and story for this movie. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yep. Uh, he wrote a good work. script. He wrote exactly what the movie script needed to be. It was a movie script. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think Abby or I have seen any of the other films that he has written, which includes Jason X, My Bloody Valentine, Messengers 2, The Scarecrow, and Trick. I've seen um, Shrek. Trick, not Shrek. Oh, okay. Not Donkey. I heard Shrek. I have seen Jason X. That's not the one in space. That's the one after he went to space, right? No, Jason X is space. Uh, okay. I almost saw that, but I decided to sleep at the horror marathon instead. Uh, I have not seen the remake of My Bloody Valentine, but I have seen the original. But he did not write that one, so. This is a really good movie to watch while unsubscribing from all of those email lists that you meant to subscribe to, unsubscribe from like two weeks ago. I was just catching Pokemon. Because you won't miss any plot. Mm-hmm. And usually it does a good build up to the action scene, so you know mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This uh, movie was also super dope if you actually saw it in 3D, as this is officially the first film to be filmed entirely in three dimensions. Oh, Luke and I just kept screaming out, 3D! Mm -hmm. When there was an obvious scene that would have been killer in 3D. Yeah. A lot of scenes were killer in 3D, but actually, like, some of the scenes, like, especially, like, that first opening scene when he's getting those people in the car, and, like, mm -hmm. he's looking into the car. It's, like, shots like that actually were really cool in 3D, because it did give everything, like, a ton of depth. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But also, it would be just hilarious if you could bring this back in time to not to 1896 when people are coming in to see the arrival of the train and instead they get the full balls to the walls and completely an English film. The uh, Drive Angry instead of the arrival of a train. Yes. Sure. Lumiere humor. But yeah, the Billy Burke's death scene also is not as cool in 2D. Yeah, the, gra the graphics the graphics do not look good. Where they did look very good in 3D. Mm -hmm. I would imagine the the mandible just kind of staying there for a minute probably looked much cooler in 3D. Mm -hmm. But also love to see Nicolas Cage enjoying the hell out of drinking that skull top. Oh, hundred percent. I insist mm -hmm. that that is the picture for this. <laughs> I, I will see what I can find. Yeah, it is going to be interesting to see what clips people have uploaded to YouTube. Oh, that, that clip's out there. Mm. Also, at the same time, I I appreciate Mr. Cage drinking Shinerbach, the highest quality of beers. Also, I like how they let that cop who was very clearly in the cult go so that he could yeah. then show up at the cult. It was like, why didn't he just say, oh, yo, when I told you that Milton's dead, oh, he ain't dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's dumb action movie. 
it takes a lot for cops to turn on other cops. I was also mm-hmm. expecting, like, the big police chief to also recognize Milton. Oh, sure. Because mm-hmm. he was such a weird character. Starting off with his random ass, I'm showing up to this crime scene just wearing a Star Wars quotes t-shirt. Hell yeah. A hella 2011 shirt. That's because he is a very big in the genre field, so it's for, I feel like with him it was also a, I'm going to just bring him in because he is a man that we can, like, uh, people will be excited to see. Fair enough. Oh, but yeah, do we want to get into uh, talking about the filmographies then? Yes, definitely. Sure. So this film was directed by Patrick Lussier and this is his only other film that I have seen. Yeah, it's the only film of his I've seen. Yeah, he did the Dracula 2000 series and also wrote Terminator Genesis. Which one was that one? Uh, that was the 2015 one. Oh, then I saw that. Yep. He also did My Bloody Valentine 3D, which I remember coming out, but had no desire to see. Again, I've seen the remake, or the original. Yeah, and then we get into actor actors, which starts with Amber Heard, who does a damn good job in this. I'm sorry, can we just go back to the fact that they should have fucking named the baby? Like, oh, yeah. It would have been like a, I'm dying, here's what my daughter's name was, name this baby that I have left in your care after my daughter. Uh, also, when you swear hello, to protect new her. single mom. Yep, that's exactly what you wanted. You don't have a job. And you're, like, five states away from where you actually live. Have fun. Yeah. Yep. And then the, like, I chose you part. Was, like, was that supposed to be why he chose her to come with him instead of his old garage buddy? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think it was also old garage buddy would have just gotten killed much more easily. Probably. Oof. Amber Heard has not great taste in men. Yeah, the Johnny Depp and then also Elon Musk. Yep. Yeah. Uh, fuck Johnny Depp. Uh, so I've also seen Amber Heard in Pineapple Express, which I did not remember her being in that. Zombieland, which is one of those that I remember it being so big when it came out and then they just kind of shot it in the leg with the Amazon series and then they tried to do the sequel that was apparently not good. Oh, that is false. The sequel was I enjoyed quite a bit. Everyone I know who saw it liked it. Which is me and my brother, but... Which brother, though? Ryan. Ryan. Are you you trying to use Ryan as validation for quality? The film was fun. Because first off, he got rid of Abigail Breslin, which was a smart choice because she is not aged into a good actress. And then you replace her with Zoe Dutch, who is great. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I've also seen her in Machete Kills, and then Justice League, and Aquaman. Which we'll see if she's in Aquaman too. Yeah, I, I feel like it would be a really weird thing to remove her, but also let's see if there will actually be an Aquaman 2 because it seems like DC has just done a bunch of really dumb shit. Yeah. Wonder Woman 2. 
I mean, it it was a success. I would have been fascinated to see how that movie would have done if it had come out in actual theaters and like the reviews had been actual reviews, not just everybody can watch this movie that's come out on Christmas Day. Hooray. No, but I have seen Amber Heard in Friday Night Lights. Pineapple Express, which I believe she plays, uh, what's-his-name's girlfriend? Seth Rogen's. Mm. Uh, Zombieland, uh, Drive Angry, The Rum Diary, uh, Machete Kills. Bits of Three Days to Kill. Uh, the classic Magic Mike XXL. Uh, the Danish Girl, Justice League, and Aquaman. She was good in Aquaman, if I remember correctly. Everyone should see Magic Mike XXL if they have not seen Magic Mike XXL. Oh, I have seen Magic Mike XXL, and yes. it is the only other Amber Heard film I have seen. I have seen neither Magic Mike films. Magic Mike has a fantastic story. Magic Mike XXL is potentially the film with the lowest stakes I've ever seen in a film. Their strip club has already been shut down, so they're not trying to save the strip club. They're just going on a fun buddy's road trip to a stripper's convention where they're going to give just one final performance as a group. So basically the worst that can happen is they disappoint some horny ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining what that would be like and just Movie's great. speaking for strippers. Everything's great. Fair enough. Uh Oh no, it's not public speaking. No, like it's a stripper convention like where they all where it's like a bunch of strippers all come together to do shows. They're just gonna do a strip show. So it's not just like Here's how you can improve your stripping on stage. No, it's you... just a bunch of strippers giving strip shows. From all over the country. My mind just went to a business convention for strippers, which is very no. different. No. Just yeah. a bunch of... That's not beefy... fun. No, that would be even less high, like, <laughs> less stakes. Like... Yeah, that's... And it's where I learned out that to... one song that's, like, apparently is a popular stripping song, but it's always wild to me because just, like, that song's dark as fuck, which is Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, it's like, I... I, from a very basic point of view, sure, I guess there is a lot of sexual imagery. On another one, it's an entire song from an album about Trent Reznor going insane. <laughs> I did forget uh, to point out that one of these songs for the soundtrack for Drive Angry, the song Drive Angry, was done by a metal band that included one of Nicolas Cage's songs in it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we then have uh, William Fichtner, who I've seen him in films like Contact in Armageddon and Black Hawk Down, Equilibrium. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Blades of Glory, Dark Knight, uh, and then I think that... Oh, Elysium. God, I forgot about Elysium. That movie oh, Elysium. Well, if a movie that was supposed to be about sci-fi and inequality wasn't very good. Yeah, I think Dark Knight is the only movie that I really recognized him in. Because he was the guy who... 
figured out that Bruce Wayne was Batman and then just got his ass threatened. Who? Wait, it's really funny because name? that is not at all who William Fickner was in The Dark Knight. Oh, oh, oh okay. I no. thought it was William Pickner, and then I just kept getting a senator from like the late 1800s. Okay, then I apparently don't remember, but I have also not seen Dark Knight. Since, no, like... uh, he's in the very, very beginning of the film. Yeah, he's the bank teller that the Jokers attack at the beginning. Oh, okay, okay, yep. No, I haven't seen the movie since Obama's first election. Nice. I My roommate was watching part of it, so I saw a little bit of it on TV the other day. Oh. That movie's fine. I have seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, ten minutes of Blades of Glory. Drive Angry. And that's it. I have seen him in Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down, Crash, uh, Blaze of Glory, The Dark Wait, Knight. Are, are you sure it's the right crash? Because it's not the weird one about people who get horny for car crashes. No, it's the best picture of the year movie that was actually really terrible. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, Blades of Glory, Dark Knight, Date Night... Uh, Drive Angry, The Lone Ranger, Elysium, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Independence Day 2. And also various parts when my uh, dad would watch uh, episodes every once in a while of Prison Break. The, the Billy Burke profile just reminded me of the existence of the film Mafia. Which was the Mafia parody film that I think had to come out either slightly before or, like, parallel to Scary Movie. Because that was a fucking wild movie. Uh, I've also seen him in the first Twilight. And... Yep, Only all. the first one? Coward. Yeah. I haven't watched any of the others. Abby has not been like, Luke, we should watch the other Twilights. Not yet. But Luke, they get worse, but also better as it goes on. Yes, I'm aware that the last one is just a dumbass fight between a bunch of super vampires. And Hell yeah. that is fascinating, but I also... One gets his head karate, chop, head karate chopped off. <laughs> this is true. And it's got the horrifying baby that marries the werewolf. Yes, but the vampire C section happened previous be Soulmates with the werewolf, Lucas. There are propriety laws we can only allude to being broken here, not actually break. But I have seen I have such quality. Oh no, go ahead, Abby. I have seen Billy Burke in all five Twilight movies, and that is it. I have seen Billy Burke in all five quality. Twilight films, as well as the hit film Lights Out and Allied. And then I don't know how many others we want to go through. Billy Burke is also the best person in uh, in the Twilight films, or one of them. Oh yeah, I, I remember really enjoying him as just Dad trying to figure out what is going on with this, uh, this situation. When Dad oh, cocks have... his gun. 
We do have David Morse, who we previously have seen in The Rock. Uh, he was also in 12 Monkeys, which I've seen. Did we do him in The Rock? No, or did we, we did skip not. him because we knew he was coming in this one? I think it was more he just had a very small role. Oh, God, I forgot about the odd life of Timothy Green. I saw up the end of that movie. Yeah, only those ones for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't seen too many of this either. Uh, yeah, obviously, The Rock, we saw 16 Blocks, uh, The Hurt Locker. I saw a couple episodes of The John Adams Show. Drive Angry, World War Z. The weird uh, Harry Potter movie, Horns. And then he is the person whose season ruined House and why I quit watching. I think I'd quit House before that point. I have seen all of the John Adams miniseries. It was the reason we had HBO for like two months when I was in high school. Hell yeah. Um, and then The Rock and Drive Angry are the only other David Morse movies I have seen. Yeah, and I've seen Katie Mixon, who plays the other waitress in this movie, but this is the only movie I've seen her in, because she's also been in, like, East Down and Down, My Name is Earl, Legend of Korra, apparently, and most importantly, Neo Yokio. I have seen those, and I also saw her in Hell or High Water and State of Play. But then the real last person we should do is Tom Atkins, who played the uh, the captain. Because that one's going to get us a bunch of... Uh... Um, oh, Abby, you... no. Well, uh, what, Luke, about maybe. For... what about you for Katie Mixon? Everyth don't oh, yeah. know what her name is. Nixon? Mixon. M-I-X-O-N? Funny. Her Wikipedia picture is not great. I have seen her in Drive Angry. Um, Christ, she was in Minions. I have not seen that one. I have seen her in Four Christmases. And... The episode of Psych she would have been in. Um, and I've seen a good amount of the Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. And I think I've seen a couple episodes of American Housewife. Wait, did you watch more of the Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure without me? Mm hmm Oh, okay. I, 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 I am feeling this betrayal. I, I understand. We gave up on it like a year ago. Uh, but yeah, I have seen Tom Atkins in The Fog, Escape from New York, Creepshow, and scrolling through, oh, Drive Angry, yep, that was the last one. Nice. So, he yeah. looks like an off-brand somebody. He looks like a off-brand, uh, Ron Perlman. There we go, yes. Mm hmm a little bit. He's not as thick as Ron Perlman. No. Uh, but I have seen him in The Fog, Escape from New York, uh, Night of the Creeps, Lethal Weapon, 
maniac cop and drive angry. It is in a lot of great films that I have on my watch list. I have only seen him in Drive Angry. That is fair. Mm -hmm. If you had to pick, if you had to pick between a few other Tom Atkins films between what I've seen, would you prefer to see The Fog, Escape from New York, or Creepshow? Are you talking to me? I was going to say, who is that question directed at? That is to Abby. I, I, how would I know how to answer that? I don't know what any of these movies are about. It's only by a title. What are my options again? Oh, wait, and I have seen him in Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Uh, between The Fog, Escape from New York, and Creepshow. Uh, none of those sound pleasant. Never seen Lethal Weapon, Luke? Oh, I have... I forgot that I've seen Lethal Weapon. Yeah, that was one that I saw the last Christmas that I had the uh, Gateway Pass because they did a Naughty and Nice Christmas series. Oh, nice. And that was one of their naughty films. Of course. Because of all the violence. I don't know. The Fog and Escape from New York both definitely sound like shit happens. The Fog is about ghost pirates, and Escape from New York is all of New York City has been turned into a prison. And so a guy has to go and save the president whose plane crashed in New York City. The Fog? No, Escape from New York. No, I'm, my answer is The Fog. Well, and the last one was Creepshow, and that's just an anthology. But I don't like the name of that one. I'm going to go with Ghost Pirates. The true one that you should watch is Night of the Creeps. That's my favorite of the Tom Atkins films. It's where a weird meteorite, or like it's an alien experiment thing, crashes onto Earth in like the 50s. And weird like little parasites go into this man. And the cops stop him, and they freeze his body. But then a fraternity unthaws him, and then the parasites start going into everyone and turning them into zombies. Christ. Hell yeah. Yeah. The Fog does feature Hal Holbrook, famous historian, Mark Twain impersonator. Sometimes you say things like I'm supposed to know what the fuck you're talking about. Or, or, or for Abby, uh, star of Freaky Friday, Jamie Lee Curtis. I know who Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> is, Devin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Famed One Piece fan, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis loves One Piece. I was Jamie just I was just more throwing out the fact that Activia probably... spokeswoman Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> more of it you wouldn't have seen probably uh Scream Queen roles Jamie Lee Curtis. No. But yes, this sure was a movie with a lot of guns and a lot of fucking and a lot of cars. There really weren't that many cars. Agree to disagree. I mean, there like, really weren't. There was only like two. Well, like was, I mean, there's the two main ones. Yeah, I mean, there were like cars and that like scenes happened on a highway, but it wasn't like a Fast and a Furious where you get like 
big upshots of like you should care about these 12 cars oh look at someone who's seen fast and the furious movies look at abby the expert on what goes into fast and the furious i've seen the previews bitch (laughs) (laughs) but you don't get to learn about family from the previews abby i know uh do you think Nicolas Cage's character in this movie could join the Fast and the Furious crew and should join the Fast and the Furious crew. No, he's been dead too long and he wouldn't get some of the technology he needs. Uh, they drive a lot of old muscle cars in the Fast and the Furious Yeah, movies, they're all about the muscle cars. you would know if you'd seen them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's what I'll say, both yes and no... I feel like there would probably be a better Cage character that would be... I feel like Poe Dameron would be... Or Cameron Poe, rather, would be a better uh, person in the Fast and the Furious things. Actually, no. Gone in 60 seconds, Nicolas Cage. But I will say this one is all about family. Mm -hmm. So you do got that. All right. Well... Uh, would we like to find out what Nicolas Cage movies we are going to be watching for the next four films, minus when Abby puts in her birthday pick? Yes, because sure. you haven't. Yeah. All right. So it is a birthday of... pick. No, I thought birthday pick was for the next next round. No. Yeah, because you asked us for like our four like a couple of weeks, like like a month or two ago. Yeah, but our our schedule got messed up. Oh, okay. I don't fully know when Abby's birthday is, so I can't also say. March 20th. Oh, okay. Then, yes, yours would fall to the next round. Mm-hmm. Yes, four days after this man is outside the door day. Uh, yeah. So, the reader's suggestion poll was between Knowing, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, Left Behind, and Face Off. And with 66.7% of the vote, Face off one. Then our order for the next bunch of films is going to be Sorcerer's Apprentice, which was Abby's pick, followed by <laughs> Lord of War, which was Devin's pick, followed by Luke's pick because he thought it was a made-up movie for too long, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, and then Face Off. And then the movie that got two votes that actually has a tie-in to this film that we just watched, Drive Angry, is our winner of the viewer suggestion, Season of the Witch. So that will make it on to our round four poll. Uh, thank you for everybody who voted. Wait, so we're seeing Sorcerer's Apprentice next then? Yes. Wait, how does Season of the Witch tie into this? Uh, Season of the Witch was the most suggested one, so that will go on to the poll for the fourth round. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that will go into, like, how we have the reader suggestion poll this time. Gotcha. Where we'll pick the second place from last round, and then uh, probably a Jeff suggestion, Season of the Witch, and then one more suggestion. Part of the problem is all of our reader suggestion polls after Face Off only got one vote, so fun times. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening to The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage, another podcast. 
part of the Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage and other podcasts, podcast, uh, which you can find at LukeHair.com, along with the other show that just got picked up for its first season, Tales from the Outlands, which will no longer be in this feed if for some reason you've not listened to that yet, uh, but Devin, where can you be found online? Uh, you can find me online on IGN right now, reading the most crazy film news. Tom Cruise has reportedly bought two robots that will patrol the Mission Impossible set looking for people breaking COVID protocols and randomly administering tests. But you can also find me online at Fred Ofetis, F-R-A-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Abby, where can people find you? <laughs> what the fuck did Devin just say? <laughs> this Tom is being Cruise reported per- right now. <laughs> Tom Cruise has purchased two robots to patrol the Mission Impossible for people breaking COVID protocol. And now I just, I don't want to picture the person who's going to be successful, but just someone without a mask trying to just go bum, 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 and trying to avoid the two scanning robots like it's a video game. Jesus Christ, you can find me online at abnormnomnus, that's A-B-B-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. Luke, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at the aforementioned Luke L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R dot com. Uh, also, Devin and I completed Multiversal Q after 352 episodes, even though we forgot to rank the Ultimate Universe, because our task is never actually done. Devin, please list your top 40, 54 Weezer songs. I actually named quite a few of them on the last episode. Just not in any order, because you are a coward. Beautiful. I love it. Mm-hmm. Good job, Devin. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We will see you back here in two weeks for Sorcerer's Apprentice. And also, that's false. I said only in Dreams and Suzanne were the top two. You have to do a full list, otherwise it doesn't count. Anyways, catch you on the flip mode. Peace.